The Bible Study Podcast, episode 208. Today, the Bible Study Podcast starts a study on the wilderness. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Today is part of the series that many churches within the Christian church are celebrating as the season of Lent. Lent is that 40 days before Easter that is used as a time of preparation. You've certainly heard of, if you haven't done it yourself, heard of the practice of giving something up for Lent. Well, that all comes from, or it remembers, the 40 years spent by the children of Israel in the wilderness and the 40 days spent by Jesus in the wilderness. And so I thought it would be interesting to look at, as we are in this season of Lent, the wilderness and that theme in the Bible that has to do with that. And I want to start today with Matthew 4, which has the account of Jesus being tested in the wilderness. So just prior to Jesus' public ministry, Jesus is led out into the wilderness, and the wilderness would be the other side of the Jordan River into the desert, and he is led there for a time of testing. And Matthew 4 reads like this, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, Throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. This section here is an important part of the ministry of Jesus, an important part of his earthly time, because it is a time of preparation and it is also a time of testing. The other version of this, which is Mark's version, I believe, says the devil departed until an opportune time. So this isn't the last time that Jesus was tested, but this is a very special time. One of the reasons that this is important is, as Paul talks about in Romans, Paul talks about Jesus as the last Adam and the second man, in the sense that Jesus gets a chance to do over again what Adam and Eve did wrong. What they did in the garden is they, in the midst of great abundance, they, in the midst of beautiful paradise, succumbed to the lies of the devil and fell from grace. They believed in, acted out their belief in the lies of the devil and broke their relationship with God. 
Now, Jesus gets a chance to do that over again. He who is also without sin. But he does it not in paradise, but in the wilderness. And not fed, but hungry. Not in plenty, but in want. And we see that part of the thing that makes this time special is that it is the time in the wilderness. And I say that because it's important, I think, for many of us to know that even Jesus spent a time in the wilderness. And when I say the wilderness here, I'm using it both literally, because that is where Jesus was, a area called the wilderness, but also metaphorically. That Jesus had a time that was a time of testing, and that we too may pass through times of testing. Certainly, if God was willing to put his son through a time of testing, might he not also be willing to put us through a time of testing? That we are not promised a life that is always paradise within our relationship with God. So Jesus goes into the wilderness to be tempted. And so he goes there and he's there for 40 days and 40 nights without food. And he's hungry. Now, that's a wonderful understatement by Matthew. And notice that he is tempted three times by the devil. And when we say the devil, that is one of the names of Lucifer, Satan. And this is an appropriate name in this case because diabolos, the Greek word from which we derive devil, is the word that means slanderer or accuser. And it's interesting to note, given that, that there are two different things that are repeated in every single temptation of the three. The second one, of course, is it is written. But the first one is, if you are the Son of God. Now, if we open up your Bible to Matthew 3, the thing that precedes this is the baptism of Jesus by John the Baptist in the Jordan River, where the clouds open up The Holy Spirit descends on him. A voice cries from heaven, this is my beloved son. So publicly, Jesus was just affirmed by God the Father as his son. And yet, in this time of tempting, in this time of testing, the very first thing that is challenged by the devil, by the accuser, by the slanderer, is who he is his very relationship with God. If Jesus can be tempted in that way, if Jesus can be tested in that way, might we also go through times where our very relationship with God, our very identity is challenged by the devil? Whether that be our challenge as our identity as husband or father or wife or mother or daughter or friend or whatever it is, Satan wants to drive us from our identity as a child of God. And so he does that with Jesus. If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. So addressing a very physical and real need that Jesus has at this point. Jesus is hungry. And Jesus has the power to not be hungry. Jesus doesn't say, well, I can't do that. Jesus says, men shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
And he is, of course, quoting scripture. He is quoting from Deuteronomy 8.3. But the temptation is here, prove it. And also use some of that power you have for your own possibly selfish needs. Or at least your own personal needs. Is it really selfish to feed yourself? But Jesus knows why he is here. And he knows whose he is. And he knows that he is here to be tested. And he knows what the test is. And he knows that it is more important to listen to God than even to eat. And so Satan tries something else. He takes him to the holy city, takes him to Jerusalem, lets him stand on the highest point of the temple and says again, if you are the son of God, again, challenging, who is this Jesus? Jesus hasn't started his public ministry yet. Who is he going to be? Is he going to be the person who God has sent to teach, to heal, to cast out demons, and ultimately to be a sacrifice? Or might there be a different way? Might there be a different plan other than the plan that God has? Something maybe even easier. Show who you are. Throw yourself off, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. They will lift up their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. One of the reasons that we study the Bible is that so that we don't just know verses or so that we don't just know ideas, but so that we know themes, so that we know truth. And Jesus knows that this is not true. Yes, it does say that, but he knows that it also says, do not put your God to the test. Deuteronomy 6.16. Don't put God in a situation where you're forcing him to save you. That's just foolishness. That's just showing off. Doesn't mean that God wouldn't save him, but he knows who he is. He knows whose he is, and he knows what he's supposed to do. And this is not it. And so Satan takes him again to the very high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world in all their splendor. All this, he says, I will give to you if you bow down and worship me. Sorry, I said that if you were the son of God was there three times. It's only there twice. And Jesus says, away from me, Satan is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. A couple things of note there, and we've talked about this chapter before as we did a study on Matthew. But the temptation here is to shortcut God's plan of servant and savior. All of these kingdoms belong to the devil. Can he free them in some other way? This is the prince of this world. In the garden, when we failed, we basically handed over that which God had given us to Satan, to the devil, to the slanderer, to the accuser. And at this point, Jesus refuses to try and take it back the wrong way. He's going to take it back, but he's not going to take it back the devil's way. He's not playing the devil's game by the devil's rules. Jesus knows who he is, and he knows whose he is. And the devil tries to challenge that. The devil, the slanderer, the accuser, wants you to think of yourself as someone else other than a child of God wants you to think of yourself as a failure, 
wants you to think of yourself as abandoned, wants to leave you in the wilderness, wants you to think of yourself as alone. He's a slanderer, he's an accuser, and he's a liar. And those things are not true. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. We'll continue on with this theme of wilderness next week. If you have any questions, feel free to leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com or send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.